Welcome to the Where I Am podcast. We're your hosts, Destiny Pitts and Erica Rana. We're two best friends on a mission to create a safe space to have honest mental health discussions. We tackle topics like perfectionism, how your mental health affects your finances, workplace burnout, and dealing with generational trauma. We also encourage women to embrace their unique journeys. It's easy to feel like you're behind or to get discouraged by life setbacks, but we promise you're exactly where you need to be. So make sure to join us every Wednesday and follow us at Where I Am Podcast. If you want us to discuss a specific topic, make sure to email us at whereiampodcast at gmail.com. And if you love what you hear, don't forget to share and leave a review. Hello, and welcome to the very first episode of our podcast called Where I Am Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Destiny Pitts. And I'm Erica Dorella. So we've been friends for over 26 years. Uh, we met each other in elementary school, so a long time ago. And we stayed friends throughout junior high and high school. We played in the band together. and Oh my gosh, we the would, band. <laughs> I know. We played the clarinets and had such good times. The town um, show that we both danced no, in. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> she's trying to be funny because she's a good dancer. And she's like, do you want to dance with me in a talent show? And I have no rhythm. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> that was really embarrassing. We and I'll killed never, it. We killed it. I'll never forget it. She was really strict on me as well. Like I was not living <laughs> up to her expectations. But we're still I don't here. Remember that? We're still here. I'm sorry, I have a little bit of a sore throat, but we're trying to stick to our New Year's goal of launching this podcast in January. So we also remain friends throughout our college years. And then now here in our early 30s, we've been through so much and we see ourselves a lot talking about mental health and how we've gotten through certain things, experiences that we've had in our childhood, things that we've gone through in relationships or friendships or even in the workplace. And so the more that we start to talk, have started to talk about those things, we thought that it was a good time for us to create a podcast so that we could have a platform of, with other women to talk about mental health topics. So that is why we are here today. Yes, and Destiny, you know, like how hard it was for me to show my emotions or be, and and that's definitely part of my journey as well, is being more emotionally available. And I definitely couldn't explore that option without this podcast or without you. So trying to embrace the journey myself so this is very challenging for myself so she's like she's dragging me along (laughs) so if you can if you've ever realized yourself that you're it's hard to express your emotions you're not alone I'm definitely that type of person as well and so just to expand on that a little bit more we both kind of found ourselves in the last few months searching for different things within our within our careers we both had left our jobs and we're having times where we were sitting there just trying to help each other to what was going to be our next step. Like, What are we really going to do? Do we want to stay on the same path or what should be on the next step for us in life? And so that that's another thing that brought us here onto just being able to talk about things that we often um, share with each other. Yeah, and and to this day right now, I still don't know what my next move (laughs) is going to be. So I'm definitely just trying to um, do a lot of self-reflection and and also 
being okay with with not knowing my next move and just really being grateful for what I do have and the relationships I do have as well. Yeah, I mean, it's so important. I left my job without anything lined up, which that's very unlike me. And I just felt like it was time to make a change. I also have a three-year-old son. And so I didn't work for six months. And as I'm sure you can all imagine, if you've ever done that or if you've ever been laid off, it can be really stressful trying to figure out how are you going to make things work and looking for your next position. And the job market is particularly difficult right now. So it just there's just a lot of stress. So I just wanted to be able to share that because we're a lot of us are going through the same issues and experiencing the same things. We just don't always speak on it and say it. And that's that's an important part of what we're trying to do. Yes. And we just what I also realize is that you can't do you shouldn't have to do your journey by yourself. And so like your friendships, your family, your romantic relationships can definitely help you along through your journey. And you shouldn't have to feel like you're alone or that you have to do things alone because it's so much better when you have uh, the support around you or even just the slightest encouragement from your friends or family. Yeah, I 100% agree. You make it easier. (laughs) Yeah, and and it's just really great to see. I was afraid to tell some of my family members and friends that I left my job just wondering what are they going to say, and everybody was super positive and really great. So you never know. You never know how people are going to react, especially the people that are really in your corner. Yeah, I think um, like on 2020, a lot of people had – a lot of time to themselves and so a lot of a lot of people reflect on what really matters and what really didn't matter and I think a lot of people went through that self-reflection so I think that's yeah kind of played a part in this podcast as well to kick off our first episode we want to ask the question do you love yourself enough It seems very simple, but as we look back and started to think about our past relationships, friendships, and even jobs that we were in, we accepted certain behaviors that we shouldn't have. It's important to reflect in each season of your life and think about are the people that I'm allowing into my space and the experiences that I'm having really reflective of a person who loves themselves? So we reached out to a few of our friends and they provided their perspectives because we think that it's important, of course, to have multiple viewpoints on a topic. We'll hear from them first and then we're going to come back and talk a little bit more about our personal experiences. I'm going to choose whenever I was in cosmetology school. Um, I just wasn't putting in the time and the effort to be great. I knew I was passionate about it. I knew that was something that I wanted to do and something that I enjoyed doing and learning about. Um, but I just wasn't putting the time and the effort in. I was real lazy about it. Um, I was always comparing myself to everyone else and always telling myself that like, I'm never going to have clientele like, um, her or him. I'm never going to be in a salon as good as he or she is. And I even stopped going to school for 
like a month and my cosmetology teacher reached out to me and asked me, you know, if everything was okay. And I was just in a really like lazy place in my life then. And I had to make myself get up and go to school. I did finish. I did get my license, um, passed all my state boards. I am working in the industry now and I love it. And I've learned to like not compare myself to everybody because there is, you know, something that I did learn and like was told throughout my life. And I just, I guess I really understand it better now is that there is, there is going to be someone that is better than you. There is going to someone that knows how to just make it happen better than you. And that's okay because you're not them and they're not you. And you can, instead of comparing yourself to them, learn from them ask them for advice because they will nine times out of 10, they will tell you and they will help you and they will give you pointers and tips on how to perfect your craft. And that is something that I've learned. And I do turn to, um, her name is Alex. She is so sweet. She's so great. I always turn to her for questions. Um, and she is always a hundred percent in, in giving me tips and pointers. And in my career field, that is whenever I, seen that I didn't love myself because I was always comparing myself to other people instead of trying to learn from other people. There was a time that I realized I didn't love myself at all. I was in a relationship very young. When you're young, you feel like you're in love. You feel like sometimes in certain situations when you're not being treated properly or you're not treating like you should be in a relationship, you feel like the world is against you, you feel like everyone is against you, to justify being not treated well. Uh, it was times of having multiple infidelity situations. There was no trust. It was completely broken. Constant manipulation, constant lies. And I felt like that what was normal. I felt like going back, I needed to have some sort of loyalty to be like, this is, you know, we've had years, six years of being together. I made excuses time after time after time. There was a situation to where he was moving out of state and I was basically going to follow him, was going to pack up my life, was going to leave my friends, was going to leave my family and go start a life with this person. All to find out during that process of him moving and me getting my ducks in a row for me to uproot my life. He was flying multiple women out to where he was currently trying to live. And that was the breaking point for me. I was literally going to leave my family, leave my friends, change my life, be by myself, give up everything for this person just for him to completely, at that time, wreck my world. So that was the breaking point for me of realizing, you know what, I don't love myself. I'm not giving myself what I should be giving myself. I'm, I don't deserve any of this that's going on. And I deserve to have somebody who loves me, who respects me, and who should be a mature adult who's in a loving relationship. So that was the point for me to where I felt like, you know what, get it together, 
you don't need this. You don't have any children. You're not married. This is just a relationship. You can easily just end it and be done. Yes, I eventually gave myself the love that I deserve. I ended that relationship after six years back and forth. And then here we are today. I met my husband. I have kids now. And it is a completely opposite situation of what I was in before. The question, the big question is, do you love yourself? Just that whole journey of of loving yourself or finding the love within yourself. Right. What does that bring to you or what, what kind yeah, of Yeah, I think discussion? that for me... Um, I really at times in my life thought that I did fully accept and love myself, but I had to look at how I was being treated and Mm -hmm. that had to do with me. It really came up a lot in my relationships. The first relationship that I was ever in at 18, I was with someone who didn't have their own job and keep a job for very long, whereas I was working, you know, retail and he didn't stay in school. That's how we met. And I was continuing to go on with school and he didn't have a car. So it was kind of a little one-sided. We would mm-hmm. go on dates and I'm driving and paying for things. But still, that was back in mm-hmm. uh, my earlier years. So I was just like, I'm just so in love. Right. <laughs> and then now, as I look back on it, I can feel that I I didn't really was, – wasn't able to assess the situation and think about, is this Okay. And what could have been easily just a six-month relationship went on for three years. And I think if you really fully love yourself and you know how to set your own boundaries and expectations, then you really are able to take those situations, pull them apart, and understand how you should move forward more quickly. Instead of sometimes, sorry to say it, but wasting time, it can feel like once you look back on it. Right. Yeah, and I think... um like what I discovered on my own path of how to kind of discover whether or not like if you love yourself is for me it was um removing distractions like you know going out like happy hour or like hanging out with your coworkers, um traveling was a big um distraction for me because even when we like traveled to like Cuba or we went to Tennessee, um, I still, you know, had to go back to reality. And, and that was something I was always avoiding. Traveling was something that I, I used to avoid sitting through my own issues. And, um, and then another thing is just your work life as well. That's, um, it, you know, if you're overworked or maybe you, you feel like you're um, paid unfairly or um, just, you know, your personal development or your professional development, like how that really impacted your, um, how you feel about yourself or your self-love. Yeah, and I agree with the, the distractions. It's easy, especially right now with the technology, to be distracted. Like I find that, like you said, with travel, you can book a trip to go anywhere And then when you come back home, you still have those same issues. Or we have this device in our hand 24-7 where we're easily able to see what everybody else is doing, the exciting things that they're accomplishing, um, the trips that they're taking, the houses that they're buying. And even though we may be happy and excited for them, you can easily compare your life and think, well, why haven't I gotten there yet? Why am I not on that same page? 
when really we need to just be focusing more on our own journey and honestly focusing more on on what's important to us. Because sometimes the things that we may be looking at, maybe those things are not even that important to us, but we're just seeing that, oh, okay, wow, this is where this person's at. Should I be doing that in my life? And maybe it's right. a no. Maybe you don't need to be worried about that. And so, yeah, like taking all those things into consideration can really help you examine, do I really love myself right now in this moment? Right. And even like myself, um, coming from living in the Dallas area to coming back home, that was a big, you know, usually when you think of that when you're younger, you try to avoid coming back home because you just spend your whole when you're growing up you you don't want to come back home but now that I'm back in my hometown or in our hometown I realize how much I needed to start from ground zero just to build rebuild that foundation um, and also be able to really reflect on the question of self-love and if I how I can um how I can really love myself or and how I can show that with the relationships around me as well. And I think that even though I haven't moved back home, definitely going back home has always helped me become more grounded. Mm -hmm. Just being around my friends and family, going back to the home that I was brought to when I was first born that my grandma still lives in and being able to just really take myself back to a time when I was a little girl. I think that a lot of healing, you find that you're going back to your childhood and thinking about what are the things that I enjoyed before I had so much pressure on me, before I was thinking about what does the world think about me and, you know, I need to be this to be successful. It, it just always helps me get grounded and think about that little girl. And so I think it's really important. And people do can talk down about people that go back home, but I think that it probably will be a really big part of your journey and your growth, you know? Yeah, and it, and it also helped me, it made it easier to, remove the distractions like I said earlier like when you're in the city it's easy for you to go to this bar or go to this happy hour with co-workers or friends and so when you're in a smaller town and you don't have that option it's um you have no other option but to sit down and actually do the work that actually need needed to be done at least for me so um, that's, a, that's definitely helped me in my own journey. Do you feel like right now that you love yourself? I feel like it's almost an everyday type of, um, how do you say it? Like everyday type of choice, I guess, or mm-hmm. every type of, um, everyday type of um, journey that I, that I have to take. Um, I definitely, when I was in the Dallas area and I wasn't in a healthy relationship, I was, um, starting to gain weight and I didn't, um, I stopped enjoying taking photos, like being in photos and I didn't really like my job either. And I didn't like, um, the relationship I was in, so all that combined really brought me to um, a really dark place where I just, I don't know, I just, I couldn't, I 
I, I knew I needed a fresh start, but I didn't know where to, what my next move would be. So right. now that I'm moving back home, and again, like I said, some, some people do need to start from ground zero. And I think moving back helped me help, again, that foundation. So I started going to the gym, and I didn't realize how much effort it takes for your health. But it definitely goes a long way when you start putting um, effort into your health, how much mm-hmm. that definitely impacts your um, state of mind, your emotions, um, and just like your overall um, mental health as well. Like being in in the gym and, and making sure that you're consistent is probably the hardest thing to date is being consistent and and believing that I'm worth being healthy. That for me was is a big thing. I consistency with the gym is really hard for me. I think the most I've been consistent is last year when I ran a half marathon when I had to train and I was just really thinking I do not want to fail. <laughs> and so, I mean, you know, our, we went with our other great friend and I ran with her and we would run around the neighborhood and then we we did it and that was great, but just kind of that really determination. And I felt great afterwards thinking that I was able to do stuff, do something, like you said, for your health and just to yeah. to, to prove to yourself that you can um, do what you set your mind to. And so that, that was really a great thing for me. I think anytime you're implementing something that's going to gonna be better for your health, then that's really important. But I'm still working on <laughs> going to the gym every day. That's <laughs> really hard. <laughs> Uh, yes, and like I think, like for us being um, from like a small town, like I think we didn't have a, um, not to say that we didn't have examples or like we kind of still had to figure out a lot of things, such as self love and um, health is um, a big thing that. Um, our families never really talked about, or at least my family didn't. I think that my household, for sure, growing up was the household that had a lot of, you know, junk food, and we had a, a candy drawer and all kind of fun things. My mom was always the fun mom. So now, as I'm getting older, having to really zero in and think about what is best for my health, what do I need to be eating? I mean, and that is a part of do you love yourself, what you're putting into right. your body. What are you drinking? And, and it's it's not a linear path for me. It's not that I see some people that they, they change their lifestyle and it's just they're all in 100% and that's amazing. But I ebb and flow. Sometimes for several weeks I'm eating great and then I'm really stressed and I'm eating a lot of candy and sweets because right. I love sweets so much. And I break out a little bit and, you know – And that's okay. And that's part of the journey too. That's the important thing. It's not just about being 100% or being perfect because that doesn't exist, but it's about kind of finding your community and having people that can push you to be better and that can hold you accountable. Right. And that comes with like the relationships around you, even if like, and and that's what I'm learning as well on my self-love journey is that I don't have to feel fulfilled or worthy by having a romantic partner I can feel fulfilled with the relationship that I have with myself and 
relationship mm-hmm. I have with my friends or my family. And that for me helps me just build a more confidence in myself and just being knowing that I'm able to be supportive for my family or for my friends as well in their journey. Yeah, I, I think that probably will lead you to a better relationship whenever you do feel like you don't necessarily need the person. You want the person there, but you don't need them. You know, it's not good to say right. that they're your other half or that, you know, like you make up this puzzle piece. You need to be your full self without another person. Right. And and they said, like, there's a saying where it says, the love of your life is the love of your <laughs> I saw on TikTok is the love of your life. And that was a big Wait, what is quote. it? The love of your life is the love of your life? The love of your life is the love of your life. Meaning, like, <laughs> your true love is, like, loving the life of your, like, your own life, not your mm. life with someone else or the life with whoever or wherever. And I think that was a big quote for me that was, a, I guess you can say, the breakthrough to know that the true, the true journey is the journey within myself and not that I have to feel fulfilled or lovable with someone else or with something else or somewhere else. Yeah, I agree with that. I was just having a conversation with my cousin about being content, how I feel like sometimes I just don't feel fully content with life. You're always trying to get to the next thing and not fully celebrating all that you've accomplished, whether it's, okay, I just got this degree or I just got this promotion or I got this award. It never really feels to satisfy me fully. And that's an important thing to recognize because that's something that I need to really think about. What is it inside of me that's not allowing me to be fulfilled by the blessings that I already have in my life? And that's an important part of my self-love journey. And I've just started thinking about that. What What is it that I can do to allow myself to really be happy in what I have right now, just as it is? If I couldn't change anything about my house, my car, like my clothes, anything, like, can I just be happy with that? And I I just, you know, something that I'm working on. For anyone listening, in case you're thinking, what can I do right now to understand if I love myself enough? I think that there are a few things that you can do in order to, in order to really sit down and look at your own personal situation. Yeah, so there are questions that you can ask yourself just to kind of um, sit down and reflect on uh, where you are in your journey as far as um, where you are at and your self-love journey. Uh, so the first question that you can ask yourself, are your habits pushing you towards or away from your goals? In my instance, my habit was when I was looking for jobs, I was just basing off of the income or the the salary that I was going to get. I wasn't looking to see if it aligns with the goals um, that I wanted to feel fulfilled in that role. So for me, that was um, something that I had, that I reflect on, that that I needed to work on. What about you, Destiny? Yeah, I think habits just in different areas in my life too, I've really had to think about Like we were talking about with food, what am I eating? How often am I actually moving my body? I try to implement different things, whether it's yoga or going for a run or going to the gym sometimes. So I think also like my Apple Watch can help me track those things. So that's just like a fun way to 
be able to see if I hit that straight for the day. So there's a lot of ways that you can kind of track your habits, whether it's apps or just if you have your own personal journaling system to make sure that you're staying on track. Yeah. And that kind of ties in like, I know, I think you mentioned like social media, like sometimes it could push you towards your goals and then also it can honest, it could probably hinder you from your goals as well. So I think kind of, um, seeing if social media, how that makes you feel, like if it makes you feel like, um, it's not motivating you or it puts you down or feels like you're not, not where you should be. Um, then that's something that you need to maybe back away or um, maybe unfollow some of those people that make you, uh, some of the the pages that make you feel that way. And then um, the next question is, do things you do only provide temporary um, happiness? So such as what I said earlier is for me, it was travel. I would just book a flight and, and, I would be so happy on on those trips, but when I came on the last day, I knew that I had to come back to to my um, to home, and and that is where I really needed to do the work is when I was at home. What about for you? Yeah, definitely taking some of those trips with you. We had a lot of fun, <laughs> and yes. then you get back home and you still have your responsibilities to tend to, and so just making sure that you're sorry just making sure that you're dealing with whatever issues that you have and not expecting a trip or something like that is going to wipe out any problems they're still going to be waiting for you yep and then the last question is um are my friendships secure stable or mutually beneficial Uh, just meaning you know is that friendship or relationship you know being supportive or Are we having deep conversations or are we working towards um, the same path or how can we help each other? For me, uh, with us, just just talking on our friendship, uh, just being able to having a supportive space to talk about whatever issues I'm going through, big or small, being able to feel comfortable talking to you about it has mm-hmm. definitely helped me even get to this place, being able to be vulnerable, which I definitely share with you is a really hard thing for me to do. Yeah, I think I think that we've come a long way. There's some of these conversations that we definitely didn't have when we were younger that we've now been able to open up about stuff that's happened when we were teens or in our 20s that we've been friends for so many years and have never discussed. Right. And so those those friendships are really important. And I feel like I've done a a good job in my personally in my life now to all the friends that I have. I feel like that they are good people that I can talk to and we can have a good time together. But then we can also lean on each other whenever we're having difficult times. And I I think that you really have to examine those relationships and see if those people are going to be around for you. Right. And you also have to be kind of approachable to maybe those who don't have friendships or even family members that we are definitely blessed to have, like supportive or um, open to have those conversations. So I think that's definitely something that I had to work on as well. Those are some good things that you can all think about in terms of just assessing where you are at, no matter your age, no matter what you're going through. So we want to end it on a light note on talking about answering a few questions that involve our friendship since you guys are still getting to know us. 
So we have a few questions, and I'll start asking Erica. So, <laughs> Oh, no, I'm nervous. <laughs> what made you gravitate towards me as a friend? Um, I think what gravitated me towards you is just you're so intellectual mm. and <laughs> and that always like, amazed me, me up, because <laughs> <laughs> because I was honestly not the best in school but knowing that I had you there to help me and you would always hype me up too so you were like you got it girl so just having knowing someone intellectual like you um just being supportive and we you're also hilarious as well um so so (laughs) people are surprised I'm not saying I'm hilarious but there's some people who are like I didn't think you would be funny okay that probably is yes I think that is a big surprise I can definitely see that you are very funny though so what about you what made me gravitate towards you? You're so you're so bubbly and fun. Like especially when we were as kids, you just had this really lightheartedness about you and that you were always mm-hmm. just inviting and loving and I really love that. And you're still like oh. that now. Like you are the friend that's just easy to talk to. You don't easily get upset or have a negative yeah. outlook. We just always have a good time. So that that what makes that is what makes me always want to spend time and be around you for sure. Yeah, we definitely balance each other out for sure. For sure, for yeah. sure. Okay, so the next one, what about my style is undeniably me. Ooh. <laughs> Your style. Go ahead and say I'm a fashionista. <laughs> She's like, girl, please. Um, I definitely would say a, you know, I have to bring like a SpongeBob reference. So like Don't a play stupid me. sweater. Don't play me. <laughs> I like a little sweater. This one's a little yes. worn, but you know, it feels complete. <laughs> Yeah, well, because, like, I know you're, like, a very, you're a very cozy person, so definitely a sweater would definitely is, like, a staple, a staple. I don't know if it's a compliment or not. You told me this the last time you were visiting. You're, like, you're cozy. cozy. Isn't cozy, cozy. like, cozy's, like, you like to be in the house with a blanket? No, cozy means, like, you're comfortable, you're warm, you're, like, just chill. All right, I'll take it. I'll I love take that. It. It's true, but you know, <laughs> um, you're super chic. You're so good at putting together outfits and coming oh, into man. my closet and finding like, the random pieces that I have and making an outfit out of them. And, and also you're good finding going- my pieces that I left at your house. <laughs> I know. And you're great at going into thrift stores. So Erica loves to thrift shop. I am not a thrifter because I want to go into a store and see all the sizes laid out. I don't want to have to do a scavenger hunt. She goes in there and picks out the best pieces and has me try them on. So she's just super, um, yeah, chic. Like she always has a good outfit. Oh, thank you. And I also like just love to make, like I love to see you 
just feel confident in like what you wear so like me helping you like with any outfit and yeah that like also just brightens my day oh yeah I'm very much like earth tones or all wear like navy which yes. I think is cool we should all have our own style but she's like no 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 you need to wear this bright color <laughs> <laughs> But she's always yes. right. She's never led me astray. She's never had me looking crazy. So No, never. She's I'll never she's make really you look crazy. crazy. Yeah. And then lastly, what food are you bringing me after a particularly hard day? <sighs> That's easy. Bring you some wings, flat specifically. <laughs> Please do. And some ribs. Okay, see all the vegetarians and the vegans out here. Y'all, you know, I'm sorry. And a salad with a lot of of dressing. (laughs) She tells this story about how when we were younger, I made her a salad. She never told me when we were younger. We were in high school. And she told me a few years ago, she goes, the first salad you made me had a lot of dressing, a lot of cheese, and a little bit of lettuce. (laughs) But I've gotten better. I have, you know, I haven't you made have. a salad, but I go to Salada and you have. I do eat veggies, guys. Yes, you always used to pair it with a, a Dr. Pepper on the side as well. Listen, see, okay, I'm talking about health <laughs> and you're over here. I don't drink sodas anymore. <laughs> you're trying to make me look bad. I'm like, no, yeah, you have a lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> These are my favorites, but I don't eat them every day, okay? Right. Woof. Um, <laughs> all right. She doesn't talk about any of the other stuff I eat or drink. It's just <laughs> the bad. Um, okay, so she's really into sushi, and I was never into sushi, but she loves some sushi. So I'm going to say yeah. that that's what I would bring her at the end of a long day. Yes. And those yeah. breakfast tacos. Oh yeah, there's Always breakfast tacos right. that she likes from around the <laughs> I'm from not around the like, corner. At my Houston house. probably has better Mexican food than Dallas. That I will admit. That would be it. <laughs> that's funny. Well, I think that that's the end of our very first episode. You got through it. <laughs> yes, I did. We got through it for sure. It's been a journey for us just to get to this point. <laughs> I know, yeah, you know, just trying to make sure that everything's ready to go and planning. And thank you for bearing through with my sore throat. It should be better by the next episode. But we are happy to have started this and hopefully build a community. Yes, and we're thankful, very grateful that all of you are listening and taking the time out of your day just to to be with us and listen to our story. You could be anywhere else, but you're listening to to our story we definitely um appreciate you and you can follow us on our socials at um, where i am podcast and if there's anything that you want us to discuss that we didn't that we didn't touch on or maybe you want us to um for our future episodes you can email us at where i am podcast at gmail.com 